Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. All the Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn, 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Yeah, started up on Mick Jagger's 80th birthday, Wednesday, 26th of July. And I have to apologize to Mr. Jagger because it is uh, Sir Mick Jagger. Sir, like Sir Nick Faldo? Yep, he's been knighted. Huh. Knighted by the king, the crown, queen at the time. Sir Michael Philip Jagger, born this day. So we'll have some Rolling Stones conversations. It says, e, I saw the Stones in their first ever concert in Moscow, Russia, back wow. in 1998. A good buddy of mine had uh, booked a trip for his family to go to, to London for a summer vacation. And it just coincided with the, 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 uh, the, the Stones playing their first concert at Hyde Park in like decades. I mean, it been like 50 years. And uh, he got to go to that. And, and what, a, what a thrill. Uh, to be in London, and uh, they got to go. He got to go to that, then they went to see Wimbledon all in the same July. Yeah. Pretty incredible. Nice. Uh, so yes, uh, the, the the Rolling Stones moments for sure. Did you know that there is a tether of sports to Mick Jagger? His father, Joe Jagger, was a gymnast and, and phys ed teacher who helped popularize basketball in Britain. Sport of basketball. Who knew? Who no knew? ordinary Joe, huh? No ordinary Joe. Also, we got a uh, text. We love the show. The people, audience, weighing in, and this is from an international tax attorney who has texted us in regards to the Kylian Mbappe story and possibly making $776 million for one season in Saudi Arabia, says uh, he, the player will likely owe tax in his country of residence. Possibly not, but probably so. For example, U.S. citizens are required to pay tax on their annual worldwide income. If a U.S. citizen tries to give up their citizenship, they owe an expat tax, expat tax on their worldwide assets. So obviously, Kylian Mbappe. Yeah, is, I won't care about the taxes. I don't care about the taxes if I have that money. What do, what do I care? I don't care. Well, tax the country. Me. Of, I feel like there's probably some loopholes. Out the country of, of uh, France, where his birth, his birthplace, he is French, would probably want to get a piece of that. They want a little bit of that action. Yeah, things are going okay, too hot have, over there. You can have them. I feel like that place is burning down right now. It's hot there too. I'm saying like people yeah, they are burning are, it yeah, down. They, they, yeah. had, they had a rough summer. Yeah, they have uh, in 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 France. But uh, Jim Harbaugh having a bit of a rough summer. We'll get you details on that coming up in our Coach's Corner as we're counting down the days to uh, the Longhorns hitting training camp and college football beginning in earnest. Also, the other college football and pro football yes. conversations and in the morning. we also get ready to you and I to count down the days of this show ending next Monday. And uh, I would like to thank you, E. Hogan. What has it been, two and a half decades? I wanna, four I wanna, years? Yep. I want to let you know that I do appreciate everything you've done. Uh, helping me learn this business, also to your mom and dad, who after my parents passed away, have been like parents. They've been listening every day. You're, as your mom guides me, like my mother would guide me when I'm wrong on the on the radio. 
And uh, to a lot of people, uh, Craig Way is absolutely a pro's pro. And to learn things from Craig Way about how to handle adversity, hardship, and heartache uh, when Craig's wife was dying, that was incredible for that guy to be such a professional. And I get a chance to spend an hour with Craig after this show today. But to uh, to a lot of people, you know, Zay and, of course, Zay is now, I'm, I'm not the dad, I'm actually the friend of Zay's now. I don't have to be his second father. He's got a, he's got a father in Chad and Rod and Harge uh, to, to Ty, who's going to continue to learn this business, to Doc Trey, my doctor, Dr. Trey, of course, and so many other producers, because there's been a lot of them that have produced this show Thank you so, so very much. And uh, I will not be a part of, of uh, being at this station no longer after uh, after Monday. I wasn't asked to be. I did not hear that from management. So I will move right along. That's the way this business goes. But uh, to folks out there, to the Texas cheaters who, who helped me along the way and helped me with my sobriety, because the second week of August would be 23 years of sobriety. And for those guys to let me know what friendship is really all about, because you, at any moment, if you if you ever need it with the group that I've been hanging out with, they at the drop of a hat they would quit everything they were doing just to come to aid you. I mean that's just the way they've been. Uh, to my lovely wife Joyce, that has taught me that it starts with Jesus Christ and it ends with Jesus Christ. Thank you very much each and every day. So, but E thanks, Ty, everybody out there to to, to listen to this show. It's been. It absolutely has been a pleasure. Never thought I'd get this far in this business, but it doesn't mean this business is over for me, but it's over at this radio station as of Monday, and I do appreciate it. Yes, it's been a obviously a rough July uh, for all of us, and uh, you know it's an awkward situation because I, I have been offered an opportunity to stay and work with the horn moving forward and, and you know finalizing some terms on that, but and not by choice of anyone in this building, as we said last week with our official announcement of uh, the realities of the current market the market uh, forces and our our station situation. Um, you know, they're going to be good, good people, as, as you mentioned, and everyone is having to, to make that call. But I know. So also to the late, great Sammy Allred, who said when I said I was going to get sober, he said, you can do this. The late, great Sammy Allred. Yep. Uh, great mentors of ours with Bob Cole, of course, down the hall. At Coke FM. So, yes, I mean, uh, obviously we've been unable to really talk and discuss uh, where we're headed and what's going on. Um, you know, if there were an opportunity to keep the B&E show together, I would certainly be for that. But at the same time, I don't know that that is the case. And having been given an opportunity to stay and help uh, rebuild the horn in its new, uh, you know, whatever it's going to be, uh, that was an opportunity with um, – just the security of that was something I, I had to, to consider and had to take. So uh, that's where that stands. So I do appreciate you. And when we started doing this show in 1999 and uh, building the brand and, and we did have a, a brief separation and then, you know, for three or four years while you were doing uh, country radio, but uh, came right back together and picked up where we left off. So uh, really a 24 year run. Yes, it has uh, been with the B&E brand. And uh, it's been uh, it's been a huge part of my life, as has you know, you certainly have at two different radio stations and uh and uh, couldn't ask for a better partner. It's uh, be hard to replace, but uh, that is. We'll have more details on how and why and where it's headed. But that's it's. It's been a tough month of July. There is no doubt about that. And I appreciate the words you just shared. And uh, we'll continue to to tell you what's coming. But yes, August the first. Actually, August. That's the. So your last show will be Monday, the thirty first of. Yeah, I don't know if I'll be able to finish it, but I will start it. Yeah. 
and it's uh, it's tough, uh, as we say. And you know, I, I'm going to be in a, an awkward situation of trying to encourage folks to to find what's going to be coming in August and beyond. Um, and at the same time, I'm going to be missing my partner for 24 years and hoping the best for everybody that's moving out. Because uh, as I said last week, when you were out and we were talking about the statement that the station put out in the middle of last week, the um, you know the, the the market is better than it's ever been for sports radio. Uh, I believe, and the growth within that market. There are three stations doing sports, and now one of those stations has the UT package and the UT rights, so they're going to be growing. Um, so there are opportunities. Yeah, and the university only deserves to have the best. I mean, going into the SEC, you have to have the best. You have to be you have to be on top of your game, and, and they're getting that right now. They will be getting that yeah, very so, shortly. And, you know, it's uh, it's been the thrill of my life to do shows with you every single morning for so long, and it really has, and hopefully – uh, we find our way back together at some point, but um, yeah, you know, I'm I'm not going to be very far. I know you won't be. I, this is not this is not retirement for me. No, and um, we will let folks know where you're going to be doing what you'll be doing. And I'd love to still do stuff with you. Yes, the mullet and the, the mullet open, number year twenty three. I'll find a way to make it happen again this year. Well, we'll certainly. We're going to try to at least get to twenty five. You know, I'll certainly. That makes help. sense, right? I will certainly you pass help, it off. Uh, help promote it forever. Yeah, I mean, well, what am I going to do? I got to do it. Oh, and we'll, we'll, what about the kids? What about the kids? What about the kids? What about the golfers who want to win prizes oh, every geez. year? No, we will. Uh, and to my sisters who listen every morning too, because they know the real deal on me. So, well, we—they know you better than oh anyone. boy. Yeah, it'll be the end of an era, and I hate it. And um, and it's just the uh, the realities of the situation. But um, we will, you know, we'll certainly help promote the the mullet open and all your endeavors as we get forward. But. Uh, uh, more detail coming, but at the same time, it's going to be a rough few days and few shows. Let's yeah, and this is hard, but I, I mean, I as as I said, I, I had to listen. To, I mean, I I had to. That's right, and I wanted to listen to Craig Way and the way he handled his life situation. You know, there there are there are things that are hard in life. Craig Way went through some of the hardest things, and I listened to that guy be, just to be a pro. Just unbelievable through some really hard times. So if you think this is hard, my goodness, I don't know how he did it. Yeah, Craig, of course, and Jeff will be doing their last shows into the, the first week, first of next week, and uh, um, it's, uh, it's a tough time, as we've said. I mean, July has not been kind. No. But, um, same time, and the, the the challenges that will come will will be there, right, as, moving as, forward. Uh, yeah, as one of the Texas cheaters said, it didn't happen to you; it happened for you. Yeah, these are the things that happened for you, not to you. Agreed, agreed, and um, we handled it when we split up the first time. Yep. And uh, we will handle this and, and be stronger for it. But I uh, hate to see it happening uh, moving forward. But uh, appreciate you saying that. Let's get to the other headlines of the morning. We'll certainly talk about that if you have thoughts uh, and get to the uh, coach's corner. But uh, appreciate Buck saying that. And it's uh, that's been the July we've had here at the radio station. Absolutely. Uh, but it's business. And we appreciate you for, for sticking with it and uh, being patient with what we could say when we could say it. And uh, that is the very latest. The B&E show, as we know it, will will come to an end next week. And uh, – um, you know, that's that's the news. Let's get to the headlines, trending topics to start your Tuesday, Wednesday. Gibbio Business Services brings it to y'all get the day right. Major League Baseball, Texas Rangers leading the L West over the Houston Astros down to a single game. Reigning champs down their Lone Star rivals last night, four to three at Minute Maid Park. Kyle Tucker and Martin Maldonado homered, while rookie right-hander JP France worked seven solid innings, allowing just one unearned run. Astros also the beneficiaries of an eighth-inning play at the plate where Rangers second baseman Marcus Simeon was originally called safe by home plate umpire. Uh, the home plate umpire, the call was then overruled. 
curiously by the league's video review office. Houston has taken the first two games of that three-game set. They'll have a chance to sweep it tonight with their ace, Framber Valdez, on the mound. Texas counters with left-hander Andrew Heaney. Also last night, Round Rock dropped the opener of their series in El Paso 5-2. Texas baseball news, Longhorn coach, head coach David Pierce made it official yesterday. The reports of his latest coaching staff shuffle have been put in stone. Troy Tulowitzki is indeed coming back to the program as the Director of Player Development. Coach Pierce also officially announced he will be taking over the pitching coach duties. Steve Rodriguez, Philip Miller, and Caleb Longley will for- serve as full-time assistants. Longley will receive the uh, title of recruiting coordinator. Also yesterday, now former Longhorn outfitter Dylan Campbell has agreed to terms with the L.A. Dodgers on his first professional contract. Took him to the last day, but got that deal done. Safe to say he was not the only big contract that got done yesterday around the world of sports. NFL, the Dallas Cowboys opened training camp with a splash. Team announced it has signed their two-time Pro Bowl cornerback Trayvon Diggs to a new five-year mega contract extension. On the negative side for Dallas, it has feared Brawl Pro guard Zach Martin did not report to start training camp. He's made it clear he would like a new contract. Down the road in Los Angeles yesterday, the Chargers and their quarterback Justin Herbert announced they have agreed to terms on a speaking of mega contracts, five years, $262.5 million deal. That will make the 25-year-old the league's highest paid player, at least until Joe Burrow gets his new deal in Cincinnati. And in the NBA, Boston Celtics and their young star Jalen Brown have agreed to the richest deal in NBA history. It's a five-year Supermax extension. Uh, also from basketball, prayers and well wishes continuing to pour in for Bronny James, the eldest son of the Lakers star LeBron James. 18-year-old suffered cardiac arrest on Monday during a routine practice at USC. Fortunately, the incoming freshman received immediate medical aid and was taken to a local hospital where he is listed in stable condition this morning. In soccer, the incredible start to the career of Lionel Messi and the move to the MLS has continued. Legend scored two goals, added an assist in an Inter-Miami 4-0 win over Atlanta United last night in a Leagues Cup match. Messi and Miami have swept through its group into the round of 32 now in that Leagues Cup. Austin FC will play its second Leagues Cup match this Saturday night facing FC Juarez at Q2 Stadium. It's a must-win if they're going to advance to the knockout round. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. All right, so uh, there you go. There, uh, Won't they play Inter-Miami if they make it to the next round? Yeah, well, we talked about that last week with, uh, who were we talking with that, that had done the math on that? Eric At least Goodman? Eric Goodman. That they could play. Oh, yeah. There is a chance if Austin FC can get out of their group, which they have to beat FC Juarez Saturday night, and somebody can let me know because FC Juarez played uh, Mazatlan FC last night at Q2 Stadium, and I can't find the, the score of that game. I'll look for it. But it um, doesn't really matter. Austin FC is going to have to win that game on Saturday if they want to advance. And Assuming there is a, Juarez won, it'd probably be you have to win by more than yeah, well, two it, goals. Yeah, if Juarez won, because it's only, unlike in the World Cup where it's four team groups, this is a three team group tournament. So, you know, Intermite, the key is that home or away? It's home. They tied Matsalon, and Matsalon won in penalties. So it looks like Austin FC is eliminated. No. Uh, Austin FC can beat Juarez, and they can still qualify. Um, but hasn't Matsalon won both their games? Yes, but they're through. Two teams get oh, through. Oh, two, two out of the three get two through? Out of, two. two out of the three get through. Oh. Move along. Okay. Two out of the three. All right, so yeah, just have to beat Juarez then. Yes. Um, so that's Saturday night. and that's They want you to be a part of the cup. Well, so we'd probably be headed to Miami at that point. Yeah. That's how it worked out. Well, um, so it'll be cool. All right, so thanks to all the well wishes on the text line. And, yeah, it's been a, it's been a tough few weeks. And, um, you know, uh, this business can be cruel, um, and the, the financial realities of it. Uh, and I'm going to miss doing shows with the Buck moving forward and into what looks and promises to be a great football season and beyond. But um, you know, I also have to be fair and say that we'll still be doing local sports yep. here in, in Austin 
uh, on this station in its new incarnation, and I am excited about that opportunity, but hate to see it come at the, the expense of so many others, but um, or the cost, but uh, am, am fortunate to still have that opportunity uh, to be with, with, the, with the people uh, each morning, and uh, we'll have more details on that and how that's going to evolve. But uh, And I know everybody that, that is not going to be back on this radio station will land somewhere and be doing great sports conversation there, including yourself, my friend. And that's, uh, as we say, just the reality. Yes, yeah, as Bob play. Cole once told me, he said, if you want to be the show of the people, you have to get amongst the people. Yeah. So get in my car, and you're not going home. Yeah. We're going to the people. Going to the people. Oh, man. Well, and... You know, I was talking with our my friend Ty Harrington yesterday. The, the oh, by by the way, I do have a regret that I never got a chance to meet former Colonel Craig Flowers during my coaching career. Would have made me a much better coach to have known and listened to some of the things that Colonel Flowers has, some Agreed. of his wisdom. I miss. I I wish I'd have known him as as a young coach before I got to really getting into the alcohol. He would have been something special for. I, I he would have oh, made. He's helped me out big time. Oh man! Well, you, here and then there. You, you need to continue to listen to him. Well, I would say that that uh, it, absolutely. It, the minute you can get some time with Craig Flowers, take it. Oh yeah, uh, because he'll make you uh, think think differently about things. And um, you know, but he's always he does, does rattle it. your brain a little bit when well, you sit he does talk it to him. in an incredibly positive way. Yes, it's never in a negative way. Always, it's always completely positive. And yeah, I was so happy to be able to bring him on and you know put him on the high ground. And because when I first met Craig Flowers, he told me that uh, before he went into his career in military, twenty five years. You know, he was playing baseball at TCU, and he wanted to be a, either an actor, a stand-up comedian, or he mm-hmm. wanted to do sports radio or, you know, be on the radio. And I said, well, here we are late. You know, it's never too late. Uh, so we put the high ground on the air, and uh, I think a lot of people have, have gravitated to that show and all of our Saturday shows, which uh, I agree with you about Craig Flowers. And I was speaking with uh, Ty Harrington last night, our good friend and longtime baseball coach at Texas State. And, you know, he he he, he understands, you know, you fire coaches sometimes. you got to oh, yeah. let go of people that have been close to you and – you know, we talk about all the time in, in the sports realm, you know, David Pierce making hard coaching decisions oh, yeah, right over there sure. with the Longhorns uh, that you you got to, you know, let go of people that you've worked closely with for a long, long time. And it's a reality of business. We're not, you know, that's we understand everybody who listens to the show goes to a job and um, has to make those. I kind definitely of decisions. understand that part of it. There are always right ways and wrong ways. And I've learned a lot about that in, in, in a lot of businesses. There's, that's 100 percent accurate. And that, that if, if you're making changes at your more place of work, make sure you. You do it the right way, yeah, um, and and do it with class, and uh, hopefully we can do that and give this show its proper send off as it uh, will have today, tomorrow, Friday, and into next Monday, uh, and then it as it's known as B and E, we'll we'll move on and we'll we'll move to new new phases, but um, we'll we'll still be a part of this community, part of the uh, the local sports conversation in Austin, Texas. There is no negotiation and doubt about that uh, as we move forward, but. Um, We'll take more thoughts, and obviously we'll reset that a few times because it's been the big question uh, for a while, and appreciate everyone's patience. We would see the texts of, hey, what's going to happen, what's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, we saw them all, guys. We just didn't, you know, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do this on a Monday. After after not being here for four days last week, I thought Monday would be, that's not good. I don't want to do this all week with everybody. I just thought this would be the time. Because well, um, we have a lot of people that have been listening for a long time. It's past those people that listen, it's their kids now yeah. that have kids. No, I mean, I've listened my whole life. I know, I know. Uh, it, that that's it's that's again as someone who grew up wanting to do this yeah. job and be in this profession, and then to be so fortunate to stumble into you along the way and uh, meet a former football coach who was trying to get into radio, and we started it together. Uh, this venture and this journey, and uh, here we are. I'm 50 years old now, and you're 68 years old, and 
Um, you know, we, we let me just say that it's not lost on us when, or to me for sure, when a comment comes in on a text or we you know see somebody out that recognizes me and hey, I've been listening this long. The kids are now listening. That is hugely impactful. Um, same time, certainly is. Hopefully, we get to keep doing it for for quite a while uh, individually now. But uh, I know whatever you do, my friend, will be really, really good and. Uh, I'm going to be able to be willing to help as much, whatever I can to help you with uh, the next phase of what your career Community, will be. Community, friends, people are very, very important. We can we can we can change the direction of a lot of young kids' lives right now. There's no and problem. believe me, we need to do it. And we will. And we absolutely. Will. Uh, all right, let's take a time out. We'll come back. We'll pick up these conversations. We'll get into the Jim Harbaugh story at Michigan, so you're aware of what's happening there for the Big Blue. Also, some Steve uh, Sarkeesian conversation around the Longhorns. And how about the Cowboys? Got one of their young stars under contract. Who is next? We'll debate here coming back on B&E. My mama told me it's Bucky and Aaron. Appreciate all the uh, comments and texts and messages. Yeah, and, uh, somebody said they got fired from... Walmart's four years ago. Is that gig open? Because I always thought I'd make a pretty good greeter. Check the receipts. Now you can live out your receipts. I can go to Costco and be the lady. I love the greeter at Walmart. I always have a little chat. Get my own little. You'd be good at that. Kiosk. Get my little kiosk. Achieve your dream of being the uh, mall Santa. I need to get after that while I can. Well, you got time (laughs) to work on your um, my belly. uh, What what, your nativity scene in your yard? You know what? I, the camels aren't where they used to be. Too yeah, hot. They got well. I don't know what they do. Too hot. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, your live nativity come Christmas at Buck's house um, with like real animals and real people. Yeah, but that new who's going to be the baby? Got to find baby Jesus. That that could be cold. Ty, you, Ty, you need to work on that. Um, <laughs> you need to work on that. I don't have a wife. I don't. I don't need to be working on that. Ty needs to work. Worry about other things at this point. Um, this is how to say needs to work on that's that, what right? I'm saying. Yeah, he's been on vacations, sure. Oh, no, that's right. On his on his anniversaries, no, some, I wasn't a math major at St. Edwards, but I will say if it won't they haven't now. started yet, he's not it's gonna, not going to get there for there Christmas. There won't be a baby by Christmas. <laughs> um, but you know, we can we can that's true. We can double back, but uh, yeah, well, we'll obviously uh, you know have your thoughts. Somebody said, when did you? How did you two meet? Well. Met at the radio station. Yep. I moved over from another station in town after graduating St. Ed's, got into, I worked at a place called Sports Fan 1490. Uh, that also did some stuff at Z102. And back in the day, Classic Rock Z102 for sports. And um, then we had the good fortune of being picked up over at the at the Zone, which was just going on the air as the all-sports station. And you were coming back from the agent business, correct? Yeah, outdone. And um, we're looking for a, for a gig. And uh, there it was. And then we just started doing a one-hour show that became a two-hour show, which became a three-hour show, which became a morning show. We actually did a five-hour show at one time, did we not? Yeah, when we moved to mornings. Five hours. It was a five-hour deal, six to 11. Yeah, I forgot to thank John Madani, too, by the way. Thank you, John Madani. Another pro's pro. Uh, The one thing, we've been able to work with a lot of great people. Oh, my goodness. And again, the the show itself is is it's in this carnation is coming to an end, and... um, uh, I have an opportunity to stay and, and help rebuild the horn and whatever it's going to be. Uh, and I hate the way this is all played out, but that's where it's at. Uh, as we do our final few shows together the rest of this week and into the next week. But, uh, yes, it's been a, it's been a grunt, great run, and it just clicked from the beginning. And, um, you know, chemistry was there, and that's hard to find in this business when you find someone that you can 
do a, do a radio five hour radio show with, and it uh, you know it just melds and rolls together. Uh, and appreciate everybody that's listening and all the texts that are coming in for folks who've listened since day one. Remember the original Dirty Thirty, Buck? Oh yeah, John Bird sent something to me the other day. As a matter of fact, John Bird was one of the original Dirty Thirty, and Sal has become a member. And you know, if Sal can just fix the Yankees, that would help an awful lot. Well, you can't do it. Um. Okay, so um, we'll get back to the, that conversation, but obviously there is general sports conversation, uh, including the Dallas Cowboys getting a deal done with their uh, one of their best young players. Right, This is going to be the first in a series of big contracts for the Cowboys. Whatever happens this year, they're going to have to re-sign Micah Parsons next offseason. They're going to have to re-sign uh, CeeDee Lamb. Uh, the wide receiver is is in line, and the first one is Trayvon Diggs. Do you see, do you see Micah Parsons being the highest-paid defensive player in the history of the NFL coming up? Yeah. Yeah. Just like that, right? Yeah, I mean, if he has another season like we've uh, we've seen, I mean, gosh, I mean, he's just I, we, I don't know that we've seen a player like him in football. I mean, I don't even know what you I mean. People compare him to Lawrence Taylor. I mean, that, that he's just that, and I know that that sounds crazy, but the impact he's had on the league since getting in the league. I mean, we we just say, we just don't haven't seen a player who is two hundred and fifty five pounds but runs a four three, and is that twitchy and can be he is so strong. You know, we always talk about him like a like a like a big cat on the Serengeti chasing down chasing down prey. I mean, that's what he looks like. And but uh, it's so fluid, it's so athletic, and so yes, he's unblockable. I think he's gonna he's he's poised for a season, especially this year, Buck. He's poised to maybe be defensive player oh, of the year, especially with those defensive linemen that are well that and, are and, now too. And, and an improved secondary. Yep. Um, and and a, another year in the defense where they kept the cohesion, uh, and all they did was add pieces to the defense. Right? They kept Donovan Wilson. They kept. Uh, uh, Leighton Van Der Esch at linebacker. They they had, they they have everybody back, and they've added Stephon Gilmore. Their first round pick was Mozzie Smith, the big defensive tackle, run stuffer out of Michigan. Uh, so they've added pieces to an already really good defense. And this is why it's not you know wrong for Mike McCarthy to say, look, we have to have an offense that protects that defense and lives around that defense and allows that defense to to be the strength of our team. And how do you do that? Right, you don't turn the football over. Uh, you play efficient football. Um, you know, sustain drives and put points on the board. You're not going to have to have a lot, though. I mean, if you can put 20 points on the board most games, 21 points, you're going to win most football games. And uh, that becomes the, the challenge for the Cowboys of being good Definitely enough. Definitely with the defense. Like, I mean, if you can put 24 up there with oh, that man, defense. Oh, man, you 24? Yes. I mean, I you know. Now, they got to stay healthy, and they, they've got to continue to, to emerge. But, uh, um. It says, guys, Micah Parsons is great, but so is T.J. Watt, Nick Boza. They're closer to Lawrence Taylor. Well, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I watch Micah Parsons, and see, I don't know that I've seen a player. Sometimes I watch Micah Parsons, and it reminds me of Patrick Mahomes because when you want totally different position, obviously, but you watch Mar- you watch early on in Patrick Mahomes' career, you just you watch the player and said, I've never seen anybody do that. I've never I've never seen a player do that. Yeah, uh, I mean, at I one see, time I, I thought Tony on, Brackens was could be, you know. When he first got to Texas, first round draft choice that Tony Brackens was going to be one of those guys, but Tony just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and he wasn't quite as flexible as Micah Parsons, but he knew how to attack the ball. I mean, he attacked the football. It wasn't just about making tackles; it was about making you turn the ball over. Yeah. He fit that old school linebacker mold perfectly, though, didn't he? Who Brackens? Brackens yeah. was an edge player. Oh, he was an edge player that could come off, and man, he was going for fumbles. He was going for strips, strip the running back. To decapitate the quarterback, make sure you fumble, not just tackle you to the ground and make a hard hit, 
But he he was all about getting the ball. He was special. He, he was, was special at well, and at he the, was special at practice watching. He wasn't that that dude's a cowboy. I mean, he he's, he's a so rancher. He didn't. He, he was strong. Yeah, yeah he didn't. He wasn't like a big lifter or anything. But he just had those long arms and that strength. There was, I mean, there was no tight ends. There was there was not a tight end that that I was around for the years I was at Texas that could control that guy. When he's at the end, you just that was a double team all the way. This guy says Bozo and Watt can do what Parsons does. I've not seen. I watched JJ Watt's whole career in Houston. I never saw him stand up as a linebacker, drop into coverage, and chase down running backs. Now, did he do it off the edge? Yes. I'm not, I'm not minimizing or diminishing the great player that you know J.J. Watt was because he's up there with the best defensive lineman we've ever seen, a three-time defensive player of Hall the of year. Hall of Famer, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, not, I'm, not, I'm just saying the, the cat-like quickness at the size that Micah Parsons is, whether he's a hybrid linebacker or coming off the edge or coming up the middle as a blitzer, I mean, the, the, the weaponizing of that player – I just, you know. Von Miller, maybe? Well, and yeah, but similar. But uh, that's probably the closest as far as that goes, the ability to, to get the bend and get the edge. But he, this, you know, his ability. Well, you could have put him anywhere you want. You could put him at nose tackle and he'd be that same dude. Well, you could put him at middle linebacker. Right. And he well, could his run rookie side year, side. he log snaps at like 10 out of the 11. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in positions on, on, on the defense. Yeah. Well, and as this texture says, he's only 24 years old, and that's the thing. That's why I mentioned Patrick Mahomes. I remember watching Mahomes in his first year as a starter thinking, man, this guy, I don't, I've never seen anybody play the position that way. And, you know, here he is now hitting his peak, and, you know, he is, you know, putting himself into that conversation to be the best quarterback ever. I think we're going to be saying the same about Micah Parsons. And, again, it's not to minimize any other player because there are great defensive players in the league currently uh, I just think he's a no. Unique... People always have to get pissed if you try to. Well, talk that's about in my it. opinion. And, yeah, I mean, they just. But I get it, and they're welcome to theirs. I just think, look, there's somebody says T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt does not run a four three. Le- Micah Parsons legitimately runs a four three forty. T.J. Watt probably runs four six, four six and a half, maybe four seven. The, there is a difference when you're, you know, you're quick twitch and you're that fast at that size, uh, and you're that powerful when it's time to bowl over an offensive lineman or run around an offensive lineman. I just haven't seen that combination uh, from a player. Yeah, I mean, uh, our personal opinions, but I, I guarantee if you ask the people that play against that guy in the NFL what they think, they let you know. And he's smart. Well, think about it this. I mean, we, we had that video that went viral where he was here in Austin at the Collective, and they were running those little agility drills. It was he, Deuce Vaughn. And Deuce who was the, Vaughn. Who was the other player? It was a wide receiver. Was it Jamar Chase? Y- yeah. It yeah. was Jamar Chase. And so you had little Deuce Vaughn, Jamar Chase is a wide receiver, and 255-pound Micah Parsons doing these agility drills, and Micah beat him in the quickness drills. That's what we're talking about. We're talking about a 255-pound player who is like a cat uh, and is that explosive. I mean, you think of Deuce Vaughn, and you watch him you know, juke people and the quickness with his feet. Uh, Micah Parsons is that, but he's 255. I just haven't seen a player – that can be that versatile, uh, that can play any position on the defense. Throw him in an offense. 
I, well, he yeah, could have got I mean, tied in with J.J. Watt back in the day. I mean, you could you could line him up in the you know he could cover people if he needs to, right? You could put him on a tight end and he'd be fine as a, oh, in yeah. coverage as a linebacker or safety. Uh, but man, it, it is he's a. I think if he stays healthy this year, he has a, ch- a real chance to be the defensive player of the year. Well, I would uh, in my mind it would be J.J. Watt and Lawrence Taylor. The comparisons for me, strength wise, and just yeah overall. And he he does have that attitude about him. He I has mean, that tenacity. Yeah, too, yeah, he's got that. He's got a little bit of that edge on him too. Well, I think, the, and and Dan Quinn knows this too, right? Dan Quinn's oh, been he around does. great players. Yes, he has. And now I think the rest of the defense. This is why I say you bring in the continuity back, and now being able to to build around that. I mean, you feel like you've gotten your defensive tackle position and that run. You know, it's still to be proven. But Mozzie Smith is one of those immovable objects on the point of attack. Jonathan Hankins. Uh, Digazua up front. You got three really good young tackles. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence on one edge. You're going to continue to develop the kid Sam Williams, the second round pick last year out of Ole Miss. He can become another edge player for you. Uh, and so Micah Parsons can can be that that piece that just moves all over the field and wreaks havoc on defenses. Uh, and as you said, he he comes to to bring damage. Right? He comes yes, to he strip does. the football. He yep. comes to take the ball from you. And um, I just. And people know I'm not a huge, the biggest Cowboys fan. I just I haven't seen a player like that. He is incredibly special, and the fact that the Cowboys were able to draft him with the, gosh, what was it, twelfth pick, eleventh, eleventh or twelfth uh, no, pick he, of a draft, yeah. it's still remarkable. Um, and he is, and I remember it was because he sat out the year at Penn State during the COVID year, and he had only played well, that's one right. year. And of football. Nobody, and nobody knew what he was. He did he really want to play football? Did he really like football? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you know, again, it's got to be proven. Um, but and I again I said similar things about Patrick Mahomes when I saw him early on and he's he, there's just there's something to, you just there's completely a changed the defense yeah and and now he does things that and, and quarterbacks are trying to copy him but I I, I don't know that there's a a, a replica no. of Micah Parsons uh, look I would put Aaron Donald in this category but he plays defensive tackle right but he plays that position like no other no one ever has right uh, his ability to rush the passer from the middle his quickness his strength. Uh, we've talked about this with Aaron Donald. He's a 300-pound player who, when you watch him run in space, looks like a running back. Yeah, um, man, when you when you have the ability to compare a great player to many players, you know what I mean, diverse players like Bruce Smith. Yeah. I mean, Michael Parsons, and those guys remind me like Bruce Smith. And I'm thinking, you know, Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith, yeah, but then J.J. Could, Watt, and then, then whatever you want him to be. And I you mean, could also put Vaughn Miller, all right? Like yeah. Vaughn Miller comp would be okay. And then you know if 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 they wanted him to, which you know his pass rushing is what you is most vaunted, but you don't think that guy could line up in middle linebacker and be Ray oh. Lewis and run side to side and knock people out that way? He could. Uh, I just think he's that versatile. Then I don't know that we've seen that package before. Well, that's what they thought he was going to be coming out of sure. draft. Mm-hmm. And they, they, the only reason he was playing defensive end is because it was a, a need. They never thought he was going to be that big. Yeah, Lawrence got, got hurt, and then was like, oh god, this guy might be a top five pass rusher in the league. Well, and, and you know, and, and for the for the rest of the league, you could understand that he only had played one year of football at Penn State, and then sat out the COVID year, so they just didn't have a lot of tape on him. They knew he was he was a super five star recruit coming out of high school, and you know he looked the part. It's just well, you know, what what do we project him as? And uh, without that COVID year season, you just didn't have enough tape to say okay, he's the number one pick. But obviously, if that dude had played two or three years of college football, oh. it would have been pretty evident that he was he was. Uh, uh, you know, worthy of a number one overall kind of pick defensive player. Uh, you know, Jamar Chase was in that same draft class. And same thing, Jamar Chase sat out that year at LSU, and people wondered, oh, what, same thing. And, well, yeah, he's pretty good. But now, now let me ask you about uh, Jim Harbaugh. Is it going to be four games or are they going to give him two and let's just move along? Four? 
Uh, I think it's first be four. four games are at home. I mean, is that going to be a deal? Well, here's the deal. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh and the NCAA are working towards a negotiated resolution that is expected to see him suspended for four games in penalties stemming from alleged false statements he originally made to investigators. So don't lie to the investigators. Yeah. No more sleeping over with recruits. And no, it all that. comes from contact he had with recruits. During COVID. Uh, and then some of it during COVID. Uh, the agreement is an initial version of the negotiated resolution is not yet finalized. Now must be approved by the NCAA Committee on Infractions. Uh, what could take several days, if not weeks. Now, if it's a four-game suspension, Michigan will be without their head coach for East Carolina, right. UNLV, That's Bowling good. Green, and Rutgers. Okay, they can do it. They can survive. All at home. Four home games, yeah. They can survive those. Uh, so, yes, I think that's going to be the negotiated settlement. I don't know that that will have a huge impact on the uh, the Michigan season. If they can't beat East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, and Rutgers at home without Jim Harbaugh, then they, you know. With that team that's coming back, all those, those like guys? They're not going to Piscataway? Yeah. <laughs> no, they. No. Okay. No, they host Rutgers. No, it's. It, uh, 40,000-seat stadium, yeah. No, they, they're, they're all at home. They're all at home. Three schools from the group of five will be coming in, and then Rutgers, who was four and eight last season. So yeah, that'll be you know I don't know that'll have a huge impact. Same time, it is odd that you know because somebody said, well, how come Tennessee got what they got, and they're, he's going to be suspended? Well, remember, Tennessee's punishment came based on a previous coach who's no longer there. Right. Right. Jeremy Pruitt was the coach, and he's gone, so you can't think you can suspend him, and you're not going to suspend Josh Heupel for something the previous coach did. In this case. Jim Harbaugh was the coach when the infractions happened. He's still the head coach, so he's going to serve the suspension um, from the NCAA. All right, we'll come back when we do the hot or not topics on this Wednesday morning. We'll hit that for you as Ty will lead us through some topics we've missed halfway through this Wednesday. Also, back to the big series in Houston. How bad was that call in Houston last night in the eighth inning? Rangers-Astros looked to me as an Astros fan that he was safe. Not sure how they called him out. We'll get you details. It's b on the Horn. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Our man Viking fence Jimmy on the text line says, "All you have to do to screw the Rangers is challenge the call at the plate. <laughs> Doesn't matter whether we're home or away, we're gonna get the screw job from New York." Yeah, well, I. I, I wasn't in agreement yesterday with the did he touch the plate thing that was phantom for me for uh, Kyle Tucker and the game winner on Monday night. But last night, I'm I'm with Ranger fans. I thought you got screwed there. And that was a big play in the ball game. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Astros were up 4-1 to one at the time. Would have made it 4-2, to two, and it would have been runners on with just one out if Simeon was, you know, if they had kept it as a safe call. And then 4-2 to two with runners on. And uh, you had gotten J.P. France out of the game, and you were into the Astros bullpen at that point. And who knows? So, you know, more than even getting the uh, for the Astros, more than taking the run off the board, getting that out to give and make it a two out situation was huge. And then they got out of the inning, and of course, in the ninth inning, Garver hits the home run to make it four to three. So now, at one run game where that play was, you know, at the plate, uh, that would have been the tying run, big picture, uh, and it was taken off the board. And I, I thought he was safe. I mean, now, again, it was bang bang, it was really close. But it, the fact that the home plate umpire had a good view of it, called him safe originally. I didn't see the video evidence that would overturn that, and that's supposed to be the threshold of you can overturn something. If there's a, a, you know obvious visual evidence, I didn't see it. But um, but as an Astro fan, I'm happy. The Astros are one back, and they can, can even it up with a win tonight. Look out, Ty. The champs are coming. Champs are coming. The champs are coming. And, uh, and as Dusty Baker said after the game last night, the Cavalry's coming. 
because he's anticipating the return of Jose Altuve, Jordan Alvarez, Jose Urquidy, uh, just to make that lineup even deeper. Hey, and the Rangers are missing their best player, too. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. I said that going in. The Astros are catching a bit of a break with Seager down and Noah no Evaldi uh, in this series. Count and that pitcher that you guys signed, too, from the match. Forget about him. <laughs> Where is that guy? Uh, but, yes, that'll be a hot ticket tonight in Houston to see Fran Valdez try to get the Astros even. This will be a pennant race all the way. But, uh, you know, the, the fact that the Astros are just a game back through all the injuries and all the the issues that they've had to be right here is, is uh, a reminder that, um, you know, they're still the champs until proven otherwise in the American League. And as we mentioned earlier, the, the Boston, Baltimore Orioles are the team with the best record in the American League right now. And who would have thought that when this season began? Only wags. We also mentioned it is Mick Jagger's 80th birthday today. Um, Ty, what do you have for us in Hot or Not, my friend? Uh, LSU's Olivia Dunn. Livy. She recently said in an interview this week that she cannot go to class in person at LSU due to previous scares. Oh, she gets creepers? Yes. Uh, due to safety reasons, said she said she has to be careful uh, because people knew her daily schedule and were creeping around. So I... I can't imagine. Um, obviously, a slow day. That, that, that's my story, but I don't know. I'm a big fan of hers, but not that big of a fan. You need her on campus, don't you, Ty? You need hey, her strolling campus, you think right? she is Johnny Manziel yeah, never has we, to go to class? We need to get a gymnastics team at Texas, get, get her to transfer, and get her in the ideal. It says, uh, there was no definite view of Tucker being safe or Simeon being out. Well, that would be the thing. They didn't even challenge the, no. the Tucker play. Same time... They challenged Justy Baker challenged this, and I don't. I didn't see enough to overturn that. Uh, and I know Astro fans will argue that he no, no, it was the right call. But I just thought that was going to stay for whatever the original call was. That's typically what happens there. But you know, if you're an Astro fan, you take it and don't apologize. Move on and try to get the sweep tonight with Framber on the mound. We'll get uh, you back. Oh, long season, a lot of ball to play. We'll be back. There's your hot or not topics. Also, uh, uh, we'll pick up the big conversations from Cowboys camp from yesterday. Good stuff with uh, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Mike McCarthy. Uh, Longhorn's going to camp next week. It's B&E on the Horn. Fantasy football season is around the corner, and we're giving you a chance to win a Golden Chick gift card to get you started. Visit the contest page right now at hornfm.com and register to win a $50 Golden Chick gift card. Fantasy football season is gearing up, and Golden Chick is perfect for your war room. Golden Chick, the home of golden combos, family meals, individual snacks, and party packs. Fantasy football season is here. Visit the contest page at hornfm.com now to win a $50 gift card to Golden Chick. Bud Light, folks, only four great ingredients and brewed right here in the heart of Texas, deep in the heart. I'm dang proud of it. Buy Texans for Texans and have been for 40-plus years, that Bud Light brewed right here. And it's the perfect uh, companion, your cold beers for the uh, summertime season and all that's going on, a little vacation time, little getaways, uh, getting to the ball game like the big Astros-Rangers tilt tonight or all week long. Uh, getting out to the Dell Diamond, of course, and enjoying uh, those games. They're on the road right now, but, man, just came off that long homestand, uh, taking advantage of that. And, obviously, with the heat, you got to get out and find some water, uh, go to the pool or get to the river, float down a river, get to the coast. If you're doing that, do it with the ice-cold Bud Lights, the, the world's favorite light beer. They're also the uh, official domestic beer partner of your Texas Longhorns, of the Texas X's and the Texas OU game. As we count down the days to the Texas football season, just mentioned the Horns will be in camp next week, which means getting closer and closer to those first tailgate parties and regathering re- re- with all your great Longhorn friends and fans and getting ready for a football game. But you do it with the ice-cold Bud Lights, the official domestic beer partner of the Longhorns. Hook them horns. <laughs> 